Episode 3 The Foothills Have Eyes. So welcome to episode number three of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. Three already? This is episode three. Uh, um, probably three. I really think <laughs> with the way we're going. Sounds about right. We're starting to develop traditions. We'd like to motorboat before. Uh, before We just like to make the sounds. Uh, and we also apparently, I think Enya is like apparently our, our favorite our favorite musical artist. But uh, anyway, I'm your I'm your host. No, I'm not. I'm your game master, Jeff. Uh, and we'll do this really quickly. We'll get everyone's names and their character names so you can start to associate their voices with whoever, whoever it is that's doing things. So starting on the left, go ahead. Just give me your name. Give me your character name, and then we'll go fast. I'm Melissa. I play Zofia. I'm Ashley. I play Emily. I'm Keith, and I play Bruno. Good old Chovy played by Long. Mm. I mix it up through me off. <laughs> we had a pattern. What are you doing? I'm Josh. I'll be playing as Bayer. I am Dustin, and I'm playing Irwin. All right. So this is episode three. Uh, we, we're doing our little Zweihander RPG podcast here, um, messing up the rules every five or six minutes or so. Uh, so far, so we've been been adventuring a little bit in a place called the Rhine Monarchy, which is a... What are you doing over there swaying? I can see you. I'm stretching my back. I know that the listeners can't see you, but <laughs> I can see you. Uh, Keith is just like, doing his own little wave, personally. Uh, so we uh, we have a group of six six adventurers, six mixtures of, of warriors and commoners that are, are headed north. Do you guys remember why you're heading north? It's only been two episodes, so... To save two Gabriel. kids... Okay. And Madeline. Keep calling them kids. They're not kids. Uh, they're not actually kids. kids. Yeah, they're, adult they're, kids. They're, they're children. Do we remember who they're children of? Yes. Okay. Harold Ziegler. Yes. There was a yes or no question, Ashley. That's all I was asking. I was you know, in, uh, I gotta be. Okay. I gotta wanna. Okay. So okay. So we're heading north. Uh, so last episode, do you recall what went down? A kid was murdered. Hmm. Sacrificed. I think is probably the better way. A of, kid was sacrificed. Sure. Yeah. But another one survived. That's true. It's so, true. like, I feel like it evens out, right? The Floodbringer is balanced. Right, you know? right. So I should say that we we kind of adapted a lot of the Zweihander official gods and stuff and to some of our own homebrew gods. So I'm trying to use the terms interchangeably, like the names of the gods that you find in the Zweihander core rulebook with the names of the gods that we have. So, like, Floodbringer and Leviathan, I tried to mention them both. So sort of the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, you guys encountered a strange ritual on this on the coast as you were traveling northward, and it was a small out-of-the-way village that was performing some kind of ritual uh, that where they were attempting to drown kids and if uh, the tide brought them back to shore then they saved them and if the tide took them away then clearly uh, the floodbringer wanted them out there instead um so you all yeah you all kind of confronted them in different ways Irwin had a moment what would happen to you again Irwin? uh kind of just Went out a little bit into the ocean, heading towards the body that was already out there. Yeah, and, and you saw some things too. So it wasn't yeah. just the body; like no, something happened to it, changed. Kind of like bit. set up and looked at me and beckoned yeah. me to come out there. Yeah, it was really strange. And no one else saw that. Emily was uh, she was very concerned. She dragged you away, but uh, yeah, no one else saw it. Uh, eventually, you all left. Um, 
It was kind of it was weird because <laughs> you're like, well, I guess we'll just agree to disagree. You guys carry on. <laughs> Look, if there we'll was see two of later. them, maybe would have done something. Right, right. But I mean, it was a group. You got to be. They did save one, so I mean, it can't be yeah. all. They're not all bad. They're just half bad. Uh, so then, uh, so then you all left um, and continued to travel a little bit. We should say that much of the first part of their journey, they were incredibly hungover, which was not doing well for some of their. No. The real Jackson and that. But eventually you found a much nicer place, uh, which is a little mining camp that you had had charted out when you were setting forth on your on your wilderness excursion. Played some horseshoes. How'd that go? <laughs> Very well, actually. Yeah. You want yeah. some money. You want some money. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, though, like you won the money, but your taunts, however, didn't really win the hearts and minds of the people. So... <laughs> It's just the truth that hurts. It is. <laughs> We're going to win. You're not. There you go. Who thinks less of both of you? Very fortunate that I was incapacitatedly drunk. Yes. Yeah. Erwin uh, was drowning his confusion in uh, in moonshine. And uh, <laughs> something about Erwin, every time he takes a drink, he just immediately gets incapacitated yep. like every single time. Uh, I don't know what it is about the parables. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but... It, it sounds fun. So who cares? Uh, all right. So then you all continued, uh, continued to head north. So um, we are again still in the midst of wilderness travel. Uh, we last time around we had Zofia, who was being who was who was leading as the guide, which means that she was doing the navigating for everybody. Uh, so Zofia, are you going to continue in that role for this second half of the journey? Second stretch, I should say. I believe I am still the only one with navigation as a skill, so I think I have yeah, to. Yeah, that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. So That much has changed. Uh, or someone else can do it and you can assist them. Ooh. Uh, that's that's right. interesting. Well, they would still have flip to flip to, to fail. fail so yeah, that, it doesn't work. Never mind. Yeah, I'm not sure that would benefit. Yeah, I'm not. That's interesting. Let's make a note and look that up later. Um, okay, so, so Sophia, you're going to continue on as the, the navigator. Who wants to take over the duties of the survivalist? That is the person who kind of keeps track of the camp. Because you will be at some point probably having to camp out somewhere in the in the foothills to come. So ideally, it would be somebody who has has a skill point in survival. Which no one does. No, no, no one, one does. does. I have I a 42. Who yeah. has higher than 42? I also have a uh, 42. I also roll really poorly. <laughs> and I mean, I have, a, I have a 44. <laughs> Okay. Bitch, you should be doing it. Okay. Don't trust me. I'll wow. be the survivalist. Oh, excuse me. Language. Yeah. It's okay. You can cuss, but that was just mean. Uh, so, okay. So, you're going to take care of the... Uh, the survivalist. The okay. Yeah. Good deal. So, we've got, uh, we've got Emily on that role. Thank you. Um, it's it's interesting that the party... There's nobody in here who's got a heal skill. There's no one in here who's got a survival yeah. skill. You guys are screwed. Like, I didn't think I had the option to take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it happens. I don't have the option either. Um, you do have you, uh, a buccaneer does have navigation though, right? You will be able to get navigation at some nope. point. Really, a buccaneer, buccaneer has navigation? folklore, gambling, guile, pilot, resolve. Oh, okay, pilot. Yeah, that makes pilot, sense. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, fair I enough. have pilot. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if there's any planes that you all need to, no. Uh, and then the final role is the person who's going to be playing the scout. So that's the person who stays out in front of the party and, and I'm still scouting out. Okay. Yeah, the only one with a with self, stealth, yeah. I believe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the morning the morning comes. You you kind of pack up your things. You you, you get a little bit of food in the morning. Uh, say goodbye to your newfound mining friends, uh, your horseshoe your horseshoe enemies, and you head up into the foothills of the Egginsall Peaks. 
Uh, so let's do a little kind of catch up on some of the some of the geography here. So you guys started off in the town of Weishaven, which is on the Thorn Coast. Uh, you started your your initial stretch of your path was going up the western coast, which is again called the Thorn Coast. And so you're kind of going up, keeping the coast on your west. But at a certain point, the coast begins to to head westward, and you guys really needed to go more in like a north northeasterly direction. And so after you pass by that very strange. Very, uh, very odd village uh, of of people who were perhaps too devoutly or too creepily uh, worshiping um, a flood god. Um, you traveled across land, uh, and scouting wise, everything went well. You, you know, Chovy did a good job of, of keeping people away from it. And then you you made you made camp while at the the mining camp itself, which allowed you to recover a lot of the peril that you've all been suffering under. Uh, unfortunately, you're still in, you're still hung over because uh, you there, Erwin, because uh, you, you had some moonshine, but everybody else at this point is, is pretty healthy and, and looking pretty good. So as always, the Egginsall Peaks is a very, uh, is, is a very large uh, mountain range that sort of serves as the Northern border um, to the, to the Rhine monarchy, but also kind of protects the capital city of Occitan. And so you guys are on the very Western edge of it. And then they, as they travel kind of East to West, it sort of curves Northward a bit. So you guys are actually going into them somewhat. You're not having to go to the high peaks or anything like that. You're not doing any mountain climbing, but you are going into foothills. So, um, from, from what you gathered around Weishaven, uh, you know, that there's not, there's not a clear road or anything here, but people do travel in these foothills. And so the, the, the opportunity to find some mountain paths and things like that isn't impossible. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and ask Zofia to go ahead and give me her navigation check. But this time it's more difficult because the terrain is more difficult. Terrain is hard terrain. So I'm going to ask you to do a, a hard navigation test as you try to keep track and try to find some of those mountain paths that allow for a little bit more easy travel with that cart that your horse is pulling. So that's going to be a 31 and I rolled a 29. Oh, perfect. Ooh. Excellent. Well done. So, so one of the, the negatives that happens when you, when you fail your navigation test is that you just, you just take bad routes and it takes longer. And by taking longer, you're burning rations, right? That's really what's happening. But fortunately, uh, Sophia is very well versed and she, you know, it's, even though she's, she's a boat woman, uh, she's still capable of using various stars and to kind of travel by, uh, especially during the day when all those stars are out. Uh, but yeah, she's able to kind of use basic basic direction and kind of charts things out and keeps keeps to a good path. Um, and so as you travel uh, northward into these peaks, the elevation is getting a little bit a little bit heavier. Travel is getting slower, right? Because you have to, you really are only going about as fast as that cart will let you let you go. And then the travel itself is slightly more treacherous. You have to make sure that your your horses aren't slipping. Uh, that, that your horse isn't like having trouble or that your cart, you know, the wheels aren't getting busted by, uh, by some hard rocky terrain. So you really do have to kind of keep an eye on things. Um, so what I would like is, uh, what I would like is two things. So let's go ahead and just get the rest of the roll checks out of the way. So survival, let's go ahead and give me a roll check. So that would be, uh, that's again, also hard, um, Emily, and then uh, scout, okay. you can go ahead and look ahead if you like to. So stealth, stealth, hard, hard as well. Yep. Yeah. The, the difficulty of the terrain, um, is what determines the difficulty of the role. Okay. So I'm looking for a 44, but hard subtracts 20. So I'm looking for a 24. Okay. And I got a 60. Okay. And I'm looking for 37 and I got 78. Okay. 
So as you know, as you break camp, you had the the good fortune, uh, at least of the the previous night, to to camp with you know some semblance of safety. But the next camp, like as you're looking around, and and you get higher and higher up, vegetation starts to disappear. Like you see, you know, bits of moss on on various rocks, but you don't really like. There's trees here and there sprouting up. Um, whenever like the hard like granite and rock of the mountain gives way to more uh, to more soft fertile soil and there's really like as you're as you're planning ahead and trying to figure out i don't know where we're gonna rest like we're just gonna like this is a little bit treacherous and so you're starting to concern yourself you're always keeping an eye out for potential you know croppings of mushrooms or some other berries bushes things that you can just grab along the way to supplement your rations because you never know who knows how long um, you might stay up here if things go awry you want to have some more things but you're just finding nothing along the way and it's just not starting to maybe stress you out just a little bit like this is a little concerning um as you're scouting ahead um jovi you you hear some things um you kind of hear the this like sort of distant howling, distant like scattering of rock. Kind of every time you look up, you periodically see just some rocks like tumbling down from way above. Um, and what you don't notice is moving up from a ridge line. Like they kind of they're on you in just a, like a half a second. Like you don't even realize it as you you take a few steps over this this very high ridge line, and you see these two individuals, um, these two humanoids. Uh, about 20 feet from each from you and they're both got their arms around each other um you look at them and you see that they seem to be in some semblance of pain but they immediately see you and they kind of freak out like you see them brand like they they recoil a little bit as they see you like they they immediately reach for like their weapons which are like hastily i hold my hands up okay and say uh uh who who are you i'm toby just traveling through, no trouble. Uh, uh, um, uh, do you, uh, Chovy, uh, uh, and the two of them are kind of looking at each other, um, like, as if they're talking, like they whisper to each other once or twice. And then, um, Chovy, you got, you got any, any bandages on you or, or some, maybe some laudanum or, and when you look at them, you realize they are wounded. Like you can see their faces are kind of covered, um, not just in dirt, but you can see dried and partially dried blood. Um, when you look at them, you realize they're they're wearing they're wearing uniforms that look reminiscent of, of wardens, which are hmm. kind of like the cops, so to speak, of uh, of this country, right? They just call themselves the wardens of the Rhine, and so they have these these uniforms on. Uh, um, we're quite injured here, my friend. Um, so the one who's been doing the talking is sort of motions over and, uh, you can see that the one that he's, he's trying to keep the, uh, his friend uh, kind of up, um, on, uh, on his shoulder, kind of keeping, keeping her upright. And she's got, she's like holding her arm and you can tell it's probably some sort of, some sort of fracture maybe or a sprain, but she's bleeding quite heavily from it. Um, and she's, they've wrapped like clothing around it, some sort of loose cloth, but it like, it's been bleeding through clearly and they, it definitely needs like a fresh set. Uh, well, it's, it's, um, we are, uh, wardens, uh, and, um, uh, it is your civic duty to, uh, lend assistance, bandages, and they start shuffling a little bit closer to you. Uh, can I, like, determine if they're lying about that? 
Uh, I mean, you can... Like, do you have proof? Uh, and they just kind of point to their clothing and like the little, they have like these, these geometric like rose shapes like right on their, on their breasts, uh, like where they're, where they're kind of, when you see, they, they don't really have like, they have like this kind of colored leather armor on, but you can also see that there's like over top of it, they have like these tunics and like, there's this like geometric rose. You're familiar with it. You've okay. seen this before. Like, it's, it's raw here. You can roll a scrutinized test if you like. Uh, scrutinize. So we'll treat this, uh, you know, just do the standard. Okay, I have a 47, no points. Okay. Ah, crit fail. Oh, crit fail. Yeah, I mean, you look at them and, and quite, I mean, you're quite certain. Okay. That, yeah, yeah, I got some bandages. What happened uh, to you? Uh, it's the worst thing, Jovi. Uh, just uh, a little ways back up the foothills, just the wagons, just, uh, we were, we were delivering um, uh, prisoners, yeah, we're delivering in prisoners, uh, to, uh, uh, to the quay, uh, and, uh, uh, just something spooked the horses, and both the wagons just went clear over, clear over the side of the path, and, uh, if, if not for, for Lindsay, yeah, and no, I, she grabbed me, but we tumbled, and, oh, it's just, it's just terrible, uh, they're all dead. They're the only, only ones, honest, only ones. Uh, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It's just something, uh, a growling or, or something spooked the horses, and one went over, and then the next one went over, and uh, yeah, we tried, tried to help them, but, but now they're, they're gone. If if there's anything you can do to help her uh, I, I'm I'm okay but I just I just worry about her you know she she saved me life and yeah I can only offer you bandages I'm not much of a medic or anything but hopefully no, this can help no it's, it's it's fine it's it's whatever you could do any food uh, all of uh, all the rations just just went stood down at the bottom of the ravine and it's just we we we, we wanted to help but just, they just it was just too far down we didn't have any rope and we called down for help, and no one called back. So, um, quite hungry. It's, it's been a day. We haven't eaten anything. Water? Do you have any water? Yeah, my group's coming. Uh, we can help you. When yeah, and at, at this point, you can you turn around and you see that they're like a good like fifty feet away from you, and so they start. You know, the cart kind of pours up, pulls up, and the rest of you, um, you kind of see the same thing. You see these two people are kind of dressed in their warden outfits. The male seems to be helping the other, the woman kind of stay, stay upright, but she's favoring what looks to be a, a heavily wrapped arm with a lot of blood. We've got some injured wardens. Uh, says their cart fell over the cliff. They just melt. We had two of them. We had two, two wagons full. Paul, Puffo, prisoners, sure, but they didn't deserve that. And no, no one. And the horses, oh God, the horses. Those poor horses. Our our group is not great with um, healing, unfortunately. Um, no, it just whatever supplies we're gonna. I was gonna bring her back to the mining camp. They they they've got someone down there. They've got a medic. I'm sure you you're not gonna have a mining outpost without somebody who can patch up wounds. And how far back is it? You think from here? Is it, is it far? Mm, it's it's pretty decent. Pretty In a couple of hours, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, we just left from there. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's definitely been at least half a day. Like you you've probably been on the road a good five hours before this happened. Yeah. So yeah, you guys. I mean, you can see that they were kind of definitely lumping and lumbering, so they're moving at a fairly slow pace. So it probably take them a little longer than it took you guys. Then again, they're going downhill, so and you're going uphill, so it might comp they might kind of compensate a little bit. Uh, uh, food. What we got? Anything? Anything? Um, anything you can lend? Uh, would be most appreciated uh, um, as soon as we get to um, outpost. We'll, we'll put your names in for accommodation, as, as we as we will. Accommodation. What all the rest of your names? Are you getting this? You getting this? Meet me. She's like, uh, yeah, I'm getting it. So. What were your names? Oh, uh, this is this is this is this is Lindsay, in uh, in Um Tom. Um, I mean, you, what's corp- your family name? Cor- Corporal, Corporal Jenkins. And Lindsay. Lindsay, Lindsay, what's your family name? Um, Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn. Lindsay Vaughn. Are you a corporal also? I'm, I'm a private. I am Sophia. Hi, hi Sophia. This here is Emily. And we've got Bruno and Chovy and Bear and Irvin. They all just you know, nod and they say, accommodate water, food, bandage, whatever. Yeah, we, we can give you a day's water. To get oh, to the mine. Excellent, excellent. That'll be most, most helpful. I'm gonna intimidate. You're gonna intimidate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So, saying you're corporals, right? And you want some bandages. Mm-hmm. You better not be lying to me, or else. And she slowly starts to like unravel like her wrap that covers like her her iron fist. <laughs> okay. Okay. So go, so go ahead and roll. Uh, so what's I'm your for, what's your social class? Do you know? I am a burr. Okay. Burr. Uh, okay. So go ahead, and this is actually gonna be um, for you routine. Okay, yeah. So I have 45 plus 55 because I have a point in Intimidate and then Routine plus 10, so 65. 91. Never seven. mind. Never say I'm glad <laughs> I didn't do anything. Let's do a fortune point. Okay. Oh, give me another one. All right, I'll take another one. Thank you, the heroine. I got a 23. Okay, okay. Oh, hey, there's no way to talk to wardens. Um, oh, not going to put... Your name in at all for accommodation? Ah, uh, no, not one bit. No. Well, I, I think Lindsay, we should just take Chovy's water and and just in bandages and just just be on our way is what I think we should do. So, um, do you do you give them stuff at that point? Yeah, hold on. I hold on. Who's the who's the nearest outpost? Just, oh, I was uh, from here it's gonna be um, it's gonna be Weishaven. Does that sound right? Uh, I mean, yeah, it does. Sure. It sounds sounds pretty good. Uh, if you'd like, you can... Uh, uh, let's, let's see. What kind of... Do you have... Uh, you can go ahead and roll education if you'd like with... Uh, Ooh, my special. So it's a... Do you actually have a skill point in it? Oh, heck no. Then it's flip to fail for you because <laughs> it's a special skill. So go ahead and roll. I need a 43. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's just... I've got another way. Okay. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's vice saving for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This all checks out, guys. I think we can trust these people. Yeah. 
Florence. I know would be more prepared than this. Uh, uh, yeah, you've all got quite a lot of attitude about you. Is is this one's not going to get the commendation either? I just it'll be Chovy and it'll be Brunab. Eh, yeah, not that one over there. With the, what? It's mm. not even a hand. It's bear. What is there? Do you see their outfit? That, exactly. You, you don't. You don't just buy these at general stores. What's, I don't think you can. What's, you most certainly can't. It takes years of. You certainly can't rip it off a warden as they fall down a ravine. That, that would take an incredibly hard coordination test. I imagine <laughs> in the process of them falling, I just grab their clothes. No. You sure, you guys aren't the prisoners. Br- no. No. Well, whatever. Whatever. Would give you that impression. We were, we was on the wagons, and the wagons were over, and and now we're here. Off we go. Uh, come with us to show us where this wagon is. Oh, we. I don't think we can go back up them hills. I don't think Lindsay's gonna make it. Look at her; she can barely walk. Is it? I can barely walk. Look at me. And she like holds up her arm as if that's a way to explain how she can't really walk, right? <laughs> well, what if these prisoners survived? We should surely help them. Oh, they did. All of them dead. Just it's a shame. It's like it's like fifty yards down to the end of the bottom of the ravine, and then even more. Uh, so he went down there. We called out seven, eight times at least. Well, yeah. What if they broke their jaw and they can't talk anymore? Yeah, and we might need to save this food and water in case there's any survivors over there. Don't right. you think? Oh, uh, the man of the, the land. Well, you know, protector of the peace. Also, this is what I'll say. I'll say if you all if you all heading that way. Certainly, go do your best to recover, and I'll tell you what, you give me whatever rations and water and bandages and laudanum you want to give me right now, and then whatever you can salvage from the wagon, if you all can get down there, then we'll just call it a nice even trade. How's this, yeah? While they're talking, Zofia would like to examine kind of the fit of their clothes to see if it looks like they were following up on... Emily's idea that maybe like they the just do some clothes on. Sure, go ahead yeah. and roll a scrutinize test. That's just standard. Short pants, big shirts, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for 47, and I got a... Looks like a 10. A number. A 10. A 10. Okay, yeah, it's a success. Uh, so as everybody else is talking, and they're just sitting there, and they're periodically, you notice, as they're trying to, like, scoot around you guys, like, kind of flanking, trying to make sure that they're on the downside of the foothills. But as you look, yeah, it's a little ill-fitting. Um, it's not... It's not... It's not laughable, you know? It's not like a child wearing an adult's clothing. Uh, but you definitely... It definitely doesn't look like the, the, it, it fits them quite right. But more interestingly is you notice that they're, they're kind of holding their wrist or like covering them you can see like they're kind of like each time you kind of take a look at the wrist you, you don't really you don't really see it it's either wrapped in something or a sleeve is pulled a little further down than you would normally expect for a jacket because the jacket is a little too big um, or she's got that that big bloody uh, bandage kind of or big bloody like rag around it um, but yeah it's just sort of just covering them up a bit is there any markings that a prisoner would have if they were being escorted somewhere, like some kind of number or something? No, no, nothing like that. Um, but it's 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 customary that they might have shackles or something, and so you know, you would think, um, depending on obviously 
you know the uh, how well, severe violent and severe right yeah. so but if they're if they're being sent up there they're you know heading up to the ruin if that's where they're being sent which is what they claimed anyway uh then they're either debtors um political or military exiles of some kind or violent criminals usually however the violent criminals are packed up in oxetin's prisons and then at a certain point when they just want to dump their prisons they'll like they'll actually send them up in a full-on ship as opposed to kind of doing overland travel it's kind of a little dangerous to have super violent criminals across overland travel so most likely the prisoners were, were people who were less violent right but what more debtors so Sophia, having made this observation, yeah, yeah, is would... gonna try to make eye contact with anyone else in the group. Nope, that's a fail. Nope, everyone's <laughs> got their eyes closed and they're looking in different directions. Uh, now, go ahead. I'm busy uh, looking up there. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to see if I can catch anyone's eye and, and just kind of give a little head shake, and I'm gonna walk over to Lindsay. They're but right. They're like he's holding her up, so they're bo- they're both together. Okay. They're like one person. So I'm gonna kind of go over and, and just kind of, oh, let, let me t- take a look at that and kind of see the extent of the injury that you have there. And so I'm just kind of looking to kind of unwrap and I'm purposely trying to move the cloth away from the wrist area. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and just make a make a easy charm test just to see if you can if you can demonstrate some kindness and some trustworthiness that you'll She'll feel obliged to let you do this. Because you've already all admitted that you're not good at heels. Looking for a 63. I rolled an 89. Okay. And she's like, I'll think I'll just, I think I'll just wait. And she pulls it away. I'll think I'll just wait until we, you all said you weren't good old, you know. I think this will hold out just fine until we get down to the vault. Sophia's going to just kind of physically just kind of continue in like, well, I just want to make sure that you're not going to, you know, go falling off the edge of a cliff or something. And I'll kind of... And, and kind so of... so the man, Tom, he just, he literally pushes you away. He just puts his hand out and pushes you like, all right, all right, that's enough. She said she doesn't want your assistance. You're not going to put hands on her. I think we've all said what we've got to say. And we yeah, can all I don't, just go I don't and all... quite think so. You're either going to show me your wrists right now, or I'm going to take you back with us, and you're going to head up to there. And so I'm going to carry over that intimidation check uh, that you did uh, before, okay. and that you succeeded on. And I'll say, at this point, uh, uh, it, and he starts counting. He's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, and we have two. Okay, listen. Um, okay, all right. Um, no... Orn, um, but Lindsay is, and um, he pulls back on his on his like heavy coat, and you can see that there's a little bit of a shackle. In everything we said about the wagon accident was true. I'll just let's lie to you. Lindsay's not a warden. No, there was not warden. No, I'm sorry, Chevy. We had a bond, and then your stupid friends had to show. I'm sorry, that was mean. I shouldn't have called you stupid. But we, everything we said was true. There was a noise, and then something spoke the horses, and we went clear over. But I swear to you, there's, there's not what we can do. We were in the back, and it just tumbled, and the lead wagon went all the way down, and our wagon got all hung up on the ridge, and we barely able to climb out. And if, uh, you know, if it wasn't for some 
some quick thinking and we would have gone down with him but he said we're not we're not bad people we just no, we couldn't afford the taxes okay we just we're a little shop in Oxterton and then like property taxes just kept going higher and higher we don't deserve that we just we tried to help them we just we just couldn't and she's really hurt and he unwraps her arm and there is like a horrible gash like just like as if she took a really severe injury of some kind to her to her forearm and it's bleeding still but like you can it's not fully clotting and she doesn't look great you can tell she's definitely injured um but we just want to listen i'm sorry for sorry for the impersonation but we didn't mean no harm by it we just thought you know fewer questions and and and, and we just can we just go can we, here you take take so he just starts handing back like the stuff you gave him like like the, the... oh no you can keep it that looks like she really needs it i will make the suggestion of not uh impersonating a warden that might be more of a crime than your uh, tax evasion well, uh, well it's or, not like we can go into the to the camp dressed like criminals or nothing like maybe we weren't gonna stay forever just until we could get a healed is all you know maybe perhaps damage the armor and say that you are soldiers or uh, just travelers with armor because I'm sure that that will be a fairly terrible offense Right. Okay. Alright, we'll take the tunics off. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think... Right, Lindsay? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, okay. I understand that you can be down on your luck and have trouble, but please, lying is just going to get someone to where they're... You might end up on the wrong end of a weapon, perhaps. Uh, uh, quite wise. What, what was your name again? Erwin. It's quite wise, Mr. Erwin. Quite, quite, quite right. Wise. Look, Tom, take off those tunics. Tonics? Tunics? Tunics. tunics. I don't know, I was thinking tonics. Yeah, it's got a bunch of gin and tonics. <laughs> and just, just, yeah, just hanging over there. Take off those, those uh, tunics. You can keep all the supplies we've given you. I okay. mean, I don't know what you did. Uh, I don't know what you're really a prisoner for. Thank you. I'm not going to. It's not my job to decide who's bad or not. Oh, and. and and oh, thank you. And they and they do. They like. And, and it's a little bit harder for her. She's like ah. She lifts her arm up. And, no, like, Tunics coming off. And yeah. So you have these two really bloodied up tunics. And so they really just go over like front. You know what a tunic like front yeah, and yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, or is that tavern? Maybe I'm thinking a tavern. That's why I think that taverns. That's what they are. Uh, so um, and so yeah. Like, and, and what we say is true. If, if if you can, you. I mean, what you take whatever you want. You know, if if you can. You're welcome to it. No, we won't say nothing. But uh, we're gonna go. We, we, okay? Can we? Can we go? Just one more thing. You said you didn't know what attacked or what scared, spooked the horses. Uh, we we heard we were hearing things the the, the night before, and uh, you know something in the the mountains, some just wild animals, something like that, and just just had the had the horses on edge, and and then. You know, like the next day, we uh, we were trying to go over a ridge and we were pushing a little bit too far into the evening. The, the warden captain was a bit of a bit of a hard nose, and uh, yeah, we came over the ridge and 
there was something apparently I couldn't see it we were in the back you know but there was something and the horses just jerked and the driver couldn't keep them controlled and one went over and then the next one once the horses saw the first wagon going over then those kind of freaked out and it's taut roads up there I'll be careful you all should be okay our wagon were far bigger than yours but just be careful is all I'm saying good luck Tom good Lindsay good luck to you all you good good, good people good people may the sun bearer bless you and keep you warm the further you go up into them there in their hills and so uh, unless anyone's stopping them they're going to push past you at this point Sophia will give a quick apology to Lindsay so I didn't mean to as Emily's just still in the background <laughs> just like staring him down it's alright don't worry it's it's okay so are they, are they shackled like together no they're they're not they just, shackled they together. just have like Manacle, um, man. Yeah, like a so piece of it. so as they kind of started going, like like when you looked at it, like they had the stuff around the wrist, but the chains themselves seemed to have been broken or, or detached in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, as if they, as if it either snapped from the fall or as if they did something to kind of hack it away. Um, but yeah, but they're they're gone at this point. Moving moving further down the uh, the actual road a bit. All right. So, um, you all continue then along the way, unless there's something else you're looking to do. You guys want to go check out the crash? Isn't that along the way that Mm -hmm. we're going anyways? Mm -hmm. Uh, You would presumably, yeah. We may not want to camp in the exact same place that they did. We can go check it out. There could be survivors. Or maybe supplies. I know that not everyone has what... Uh, would be considered uh, armor and perhaps if we bring it back to somewhere uh, maybe there's some sort of identifying marks to show to let people know what happened to their loved ones and we can bury the dead perhaps and we may need to share this information where we are headed that they would be expecting some cartfuls of individuals who are not actually going to make it Yeah, I think we should at least try and find as many identifiers as we can if they have passed Okay, so with that in mind, um, Jovi, you head back up a little bit further ahead. This time, keeping your eyes peeled for uh, for potential signs of wreckage, uh, but also keeping your eyes peeled for whatever whatever might have scared mm-hmm. them horses. Um, but the rest of the day passes without sign of either. Um, the roads themselves, mountain roads, are a little bit treacherous, but. It's not too difficult since none of you are actually riding a horse and everyone's moving fairly slowly. Uh, And with Chovy up ahead, you're quickly able to see the quick turns and the switchbacks and things like that. Um, But eventually night comes and you realize it's best to just sleep for a few hours, wait till sunrise before you continue on. Um, Now, Mr. uh, or Mrs. Survivalist, you failed. Did you fail your roll? The first one, yeah. Yeah, then you then you rerolled with the, the thing. Okay, so you managed to not find necessarily a great place to, to make a like a long term camp. Like you wouldn't stay here for just it's basically enough to, to get you through the night. Um, so all you can kind of reset if you've taken any any peril at this point. You can reset to uh, uh, you can reset your your pale condition tracks. But through the night, um, you all are awoken uh, while it's still dark. Um, the moons are out, uh, 
but you hear not distant howling, but kind of the sounds of of shuffling feet, uh, shuffling something shuffling nearby. You kind of look into the darkness, and uh, periodically you see these eyes, just sort of these glowing eyes in the darkness. And everyone, to go ahead, give me a uh, standard resolve test. Or sorry, no, give me a uh, easy resolve test. Excuse me. This is a this is a stress. Quick stress test. I'm going to use one of these things because I fail. So this is for stress? This is for stress, yeah. I have a trait where I always pass resolve test for stress. Perfect. You're good. Because I failed. So okay, you're good then. All right. Sophia passed. Okay, any, any fails? I nope. still failed by like. Just barely. I was supposed to get uh, 41, Just and I got Barely? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, I passed, though. Oh, okay. So Emily and Erwin uh, and both both fail. Everyone else passes. Um, you you see these... You, you imagine they're just creatures in the night, like up on various ridges, uh, maybe mountain cats, something like that. Uh, nothing too out of the ordinary, but considering... There's a group of you. They don't seem to to be too interested, um, but they're there and they kind of spook you a little bit. So you both take eleven points of uh, of mental peril. All right, that was close to being uh, going down the track. Yeah, I rolled a ten. As a one d ten was on, so I rolled a ten. I like it. Like it's so strange. It's my rolling's very odd. It's either hit or miss. I never roll anything like that's a four or a five. It's always like a ten or a one. What did he do the rest before that happened, or is it going to be after? No, this will be like in the this is in the early morning hours, so oh, they're gonna they're gonna live with that uh, that their mental mental stress as it wakes you up a little bit earlier than you wanted to. Uh, but you get up, break your your quick camp. It's not anything long term, and you set back out um, for the day. Uh, it's about three hours before you come across um, what appears to be like signs of. Of some kind of uh, like road marker, um, Chovy. Uh, you seem to be on the relative right path. You kind of pass that. You wait there for a minute as the rest of the group comes up, and you can see that the marker itself it it kind of it's not doesn't have anything written in it. It's more just a stack. Uh, you know, it's just a stack of very large stones, and you can see that there's been kind of etchings in that stone that seems to suggest like which you know good pass as this seems to be a network, um, and you. And you, uh, you kind of point this out to Zofia, who very easily can kind of figure out just from looking at that which way is north, which way is east, and you can take the proper route. A few hours later um, is when, Chovy, you see the first signs of some sort of accident. Um, you can see on the ground itself, and it's, it's quite cold, but it's not snowing. Um, but it's, it's getting quite cold higher up, the higher up in the mountains you go. Um, but you definitely see the signs of wreckage uh, of, of various splintered pieces of wood, uh, like fractured axles kind of on the road. And when you get a little closer to the edge of this road and you look downwards, uh, you can see below you uh, about um, about five yards below you. It's about 15 feet below you. There's a kind of a ridge, another ridge that's sort of a temporary. There's a small spot. And you can see that a, there's a, the body of a horse that has been pinned between uh, these two large outcropping ends of rock uh, of rocks that are kind of sitting up, so it's just sort of like wedged between them, as if its back has been broken, and then you see, and it's not moving, and you can see laying on the ground next to it. There's all sorts of debris, um, and then you can see even further downward from there, like the slope continues to go uh, at least another another twenty yards or so all the way down to the ground, um, 
from this angle, like from what you can see just with the with the naked eye, um, it definitely looks like there has been an accident here. Multiple wagons. Uh, it's a it's a mess down there. There's also like a little stream at the very bottom that seems to be washing some things away. But you you definitely see what looks to be the, the wreckage, at least partial wreckage, of some wagons. Um, Ooh, that looks ugly. Yeah, uh, I'll wait for my group, and while I wait for them, I'll like look for a way, good way down. Okay, uh, so just go ahead and give me an awareness test. Uh, I'll just treat it as. Uh, I'll go ahead and treat this as routine. So. All right, plus 20, because I have a skill point as well. Sure. So 67. Uh, 19. Okay. Um, so as you're waiting, uh, there are only a couple minutes behind you. Um, you come to the conclusion that there's no easy path down. Uh, you're definitely going to have to figure out a way to scale down. Um, if you have rope or something like that, that can certainly help. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a climb, and it's not going to be an easy climb. Um you see what looks to be smudges of like kind of dark brown that you're thinking might have been blood uh, on the side on the sides maybe where where Tom and and, and Lindsay climbed up, uh, but yeah, there's no easy way down. It's just going to be a pure like it's going to be a pure climb. Or if you have some sort of rope that might assist you, that could make the climb a little bit easier. Does anyone have any rope? No, it's expensive. We looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> Went into the Walmart, looked at it. Oh, that's way too. Much. This is in D and D where it's like ropes for days. Yeah. They can we tie our ropes together? Can we do that? Yeah, sure. You can tie your ropes together. Everyone ties freaking ropes together. Three hundred feet of rope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you, the rest of you catch up. Um, and Jovi, you kind of point down at the wreckage. Everyone sees it. It's quite clear. Uh, there's there's certain there, there's certainly wreckage here and there. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it you guys want to do? I scouted out the cliffside, but it looks like we're at the climb. Anyone willing to do it? I am more than willing to try. Yeah. I'll uh, go first, I suppose. Okay. It's it's somewhat treacherous. You want to be careful, right? So you you based upon your assessment, like. You can kind of point out what you think might be the easiest path down. Getting down to that first level doesn't look so difficult. Getting even, but the ridge is, is somewhat steep, um, and you, you can tell that these things tumbled a bit and got caught in some rocks. And it's not easy terrain; like it's definitely rocky, it's definitely rough, it's not smooth whatsoever. Um, so falling might not go well. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Uh, so who's looking to climb down? Am I allowed to ask beforehand? What type of skill would this be? Climbing is athletics, generally speaking. I can do this. Maybe I won't go. I can, but I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty dangerous. We should definitely, if we're going to go and save someone, we should definitely make sure we are able to at least recover something as simple as this how far away are we at this point so there's kind of like two levels like there's the level well there's three levels no i mean to where we're trying to get to within a day or two just a day or two yeah you're getting you're much closer because very you're very close to where the foothills begin to sort of decline and you kind of because you're going over like the westernmost portion of these mountains so it's a little it's like it's not particularly uh particularly highly elevated so you can kind of go down fairly easily um so maybe maybe two days at most Okay, because we do have three days worth of rations left. So, 
going down is one thing, but if there's someone down there, how are we going to get them that back up? If anything, we just need to find another path. I think it might be, and then we could just walk up the the river or whatever down there, like the little creek. I'm not too keen on getting myself lost. I don't know these parts too well. I'm not very good at climbing or athletic things, unfortunately, so maybe we can make a note of where this is and pass the information along. Oh, well, by Once that we get time, there. if someone is lobbed out of them, we'll be dead. I'll go down, guys. I'm very unlucky. Okay. I'll go with you. It's okay. not good to make to go alone. Okay. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> what? What does that mean? Little Zelda episode. Yeah, yeah. okay. I never played Zelda. It's, da- <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. Take this and you get a sword. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. How's that supposed to help you climb? <laughs> stab <laughs> Just stab it the whole way down. Uh, okay. So I need you both to go ahead and uh, you're going to be making standard athletics tests uh, to move down. Would an oil pot help me get down easier? Uh, easier, sure. Safer, no. <laughs> <laughs> so standard athletics text to to, so to move up and down. I'm ready. Okay. I have a forty-two percent chance with one point that's ignored because I'm imperiled. Oh, look at this guy. I have a forty percent chance with one point. I rolled a ten. That's not imperil. Oh, that means I'm gonna fail. <gasps> at thirteen. Okay, so. I looked at that for a second. I thought it was 100. I'm like, oh, man, you're dead. Like, I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> Critical fail. You fall and you break your neck. Uh, no, it's 10. You're good. Uh, so 10 out of 13, very nicely done. So the two of you slowly um, start climbing down, and it's it, it takes a while. Like even, even just the first 15 feet or so, you're being really careful. But um, getting down to that first, first ledge where you see the broken back uh, horse, you go over to it very clearly dead. Um, you also see that there's pools of blood that have been dried here and there. The ground is, is somewhat saturated in it. You see uh, the rock itself has been stained, kind of this reddish brown. Uh, why don't the two of you go ahead, since you're here, um, go ahead and just make a basic awareness test just to visually try to assess this little area. Uh, we'll make this, just make it standard. Uh, my perception is 42, and I rolled a 15. Very nice. Mine is a 43. Wait. Mine is a 42. <laughs> okay. And a 36. Okay. So you look around, um, and even though there's not a whole lot up on this first level, um, when you, you do have a better view of the wreckage below. Uh, and it's kind of like a little trapezoidal area where these things have you know have, have jammed together in this, this awful display. From what it looks like, one of the, the the horse that's stuck up here had the really misfortune of just kind of getting wedged between these two rocks while still connected to the harness of the wagon, and the wagon just kept going, and this kind of got caught between them, and it just didn't have like the strength to keep the weight of everything and stuff tumbled. You look down, and you can see there are bodies down here. There's, I mean, a dozen, fifteen maybe, something like that. You can't really tell, um, but you also notice that they seem to be. They seem to have been dragged and moved here and there. Like they don't, they, they seem to have been, like you can see streaks of kind of that dried blood on some of the, some of the rocks. Um, not sure if maybe Tom and Lindsay tried to move some people or, or what exactly happened. Uh, but you also notice that um, 
the the river itself not the river it's more like a stream that seems to be like a mountain like a mountain stream that just seems to be taking some stuff like one of the horses that made it all the way down has kind of flopped into it in some degree but it looks like something from this it looks like it's been torn open in the middle in a way that doesn't really make sense for this kind of crash it looks a little odd like like you would definitely expect some kind of like crushing damage or but something to be broken open like this big gaping wound in its side seems a little strange um but you continue down and you continue kind of climbing very slowly and it takes about 20 minutes for you to safely maneuver your way all the way to the bottom uh and when you start looking around um it's quickly becomes apparent that there have something has been gnawing uh, eating away at these bodies uh you don't see anything currently uh doing so but you look really closely and you can see te- like the flesh has been torn away uh definitely bite marks here and there arms have been gnawed off big chunks of legs have been gnawed off huge bite marks um both from the the various humanoids but also the the, the horses that did collapse to the ground um None of the bodies seem to be moving. Some of them seem to, some seem to still be trapped underneath, uh, underneath the wagons, like pinned underneath them. Um, what are y'all doing? The first thing I'm going to do is look for like a, some sort of log or something, like uh, what Sasha was keeping, perhaps of maybe who the prisoners are, what the problem was. Uh, so that would kind of give a log that we could at least show if we don't find any identification on anybody. Okay. Okay. So you want to search for some sort of some sort of block? Okay. Uh, what are you doing there, Bruno? I'll go around and uh, check the bodies, okay. see if um, anyone's possibly somehow still alive. So I'll roll over your awareness tests, and both of you um, start spreading out. There's not again. You're in like a little little ravine that gives way eventually to a stream, and as you look down the stream, you can see it travels for probably about sixty feet before kind of collapsing down. Uh, out of sight right uh as you look around the you do find a handful of things stuff that doesn't seem to be um completely torn apart and broken most most of the things down here seems to seems to have been ruined by the fall uh but you do manage to find what looks to be a log book um just sort of like a prisoner transport and you kind of start flipping through it uh, and it does appear to have uh, a listing of 12 separate prisoners uh like you can see like currently listed uh log checked in like when they were actually um taken out uh from uh looks like they originally they were they originated uh near Apfelgarden, uh which is a smaller village that's kind of a suburb around the outskirts of oxiton um so they de- derived from there initially and there are 12 names uh you do not see anyone named tom or Lindsay, however <laughs> um but uh you also see a name and like of where they're going like to, to be delivered to and then it says editor key uh which just so happens to be the same place that you all are going which makes sense because if you're on this road that's probably the only place you're really going yeah. okay i'll uh wander over to him and let him know that that was not their real names and there were 12 prisoners so when you start counting the bodies um you realize it looks like there were probably probably maybe four guards maybe five uh, not all of the bodies are in recognizable condition anymore. Some of them are in pieces. Uh, but while you're flipping through the book, uh, Bruno, you start checking the bodies, those that seem to be intact, uh, and you find 
one woman who is pinned and half buried uh, like under a bunch of, of rubble um, that has kind of collapsed down on top of them. You see this woman has been pinned and she is covered in wounds. Um, some some of those wounds, however, look old, like, like they've been scarred over, almost brands-like. Uh, but as you kind of reach down and look to see her body still somewhat warm, she's breathing, but she's unconscious. And her leg is, is seems to be pinned beneath the wagon. And when you look, it ain't looking good. Like that, that leg, at this point, you would imagine she's most likely severely, probably grievously injured in some way. And it's just, it's just, it just doesn't look good. But she's alive. Erwin, Erwin. I don't know why I'm whispering, but there's someone alive over here. Uh, I'll come over and see if there's anything I can do to help. Okay. Do you um, think we're strong enough? To lift up the cart. The question is, is are we strong enough to lift up the cart and move her at the same time? Maybe. Because only one of us can lift while the other one is moving right, the body. <clears throat> okay. And the legs. Okay. Go underneath. <laughs> okay. Are you trying to do this by yourself and then you're pull, you're going to pull her out? Is that yeah. the idea, yes. Erwin? Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, it's fairly heavy. Uh, you're going to make an arduous uh, athletics test. Jeff, can you use that in a sentence, please? An arduous. So, uh, so minus 30% to your attempt. It's athletics? Uh, athletics, yeah. So it should Ooh. be one of your better, yeah. better stats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's going to be a 20% for me. Okay. Hey, one in five chance is not bad. Ooh. Nine. 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 As you're sitting there, grimacing, your face going this bright beat like purple uh like you can hear like his I'm, bones popping as he's like, i'm watching and as assume. soon as it as soon as it lifts up just enough i'm gonna pull as quickly as i can and so and so for you you can go ahead and make an easy uh athletics chest just to, and if you and i'll say that if you fail uh you might uh, do some additional damage to her as she gets pulled out and if you critically fail then she's not getting out so so yeah so you get the uh, easy easy one <laughs> I have a 42 without my bonus because negative. Uh, well, I am going to use one of these because I okay. rolled a 95. There should actually be two more fortune points because of one of my trades. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Just oh, for, uh, for... Fortune um, wheel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You want to explain, I rolled a four. So you want to explain yeah. that trade? So fortune wheel is anytime I critically fail, which I have twice tonight. Yeah. The one and the... Um, I think it was like a 66 or something. Yeah. Uh, so that adds a fortune point for us. It's kind of like a, a benefit to me being bad. Oh, yeah. nice. We have a tendency to do like two or three episodes, by the way, in like a single session because we usually record for like five, six hours. So uh, a lot of this stuff kind of carries over from one episode to the next. But we're going to pretend that that's not the case. Uh, so would you roll? A four. All right. Uh, so excellent. So you managed to, to quickly pull her out. Um, her leg is incredibly discolored. As you pull her out, you realize that she's an elven woman of some kind. Um, her hair is kind of blackish, uh, got this almost kind of a dark green quality to it in some way. Um, and she is covered in brand. She's got her shackles on. You can see like the connecting like her, her wrists. Yes. So it looks like she is most definitely a prisoner. Um, so she has shackles uh, on her wrists and on her feet. Uh, so from ankle to ankle, and they still seem to be connected, um, so whatever, however, the, the two of them, maybe they found keys or something like that. I was about to say, can I look it. for a set of keys somewhere? Sure, sure. Uh, so 
you you kind of again rolling over your awareness test you you find some of the actual warden bodies and you also find two naked people uh you're like oh that's that's interesting uh but it kind of dawns on you that they probably undressed some of these and you you shuffle through and you find some some keys and you you unlock her as best you could you kind of wonder well why didn't they do that idiots uh instead of whatever it is they attempted to do and as you look around you can see that there are a couple weapons like swords that these these wardens might have used that have been just bashed and and like the the blades themselves have been chipped as if these idiots were just using the blades to try to like cut the the chains as opposed to the quick thinking of just oh these people probably have keys um so yeah so you managed to do that unlock her and she's breathing definitely unconscious and the leg looks pretty terrible if you guys want to go ahead and you can roll even though you're not skilled in roll a medicine check at uh, and you can flip the fail just do a, just do a standard and this is really just to assess the what it's like go to 41 and my medicine is somewhere yeah Where's are you asking me yeah. yes. oh it's heal oh it's heal okay yeah. is it heal Yes. yes. Heal. Oh, what did I say? Medicine? Yeah. <laughs> My D&D is showing. Sorry. I have a 43 on it. Okay. So so you passed, barely? Yeah. All right. Uh, no, like, I failed. Yeah. Was there anything Are minus? you trained in heal? No. no. Just, but I already flipped a bill. Yeah. So it's, again, you're, you're doing this You're doing this heal test not to help her, but really just to sort of perhaps assess the, like how bad it is. And it's definitely a butchered leg. So we're talking like a grievous injury. Yeah. Uh, decent chance it might be infected as well so and if you, you start thinking about the timeline about how long it's been since you you spoke with tom and Lindsay, like definitely this leg is she's unlikely going to be able to keep it and if she does it's probably not going to work that great but she's going to get a badass dump yeah and again when you look at it, when you kind of like strip away some of like the, the kind of coveralls that she's wearing like she, the same wounds and brands that you see kind of on her arm is on her neck they're all over her, her leg as well as if all sorts of wounds existed prior to this accident alright Erwin how are we going to get her back up hmm hmm and this has been taking a while, so you all up in the ridge, like this has been going on between them climbing down slowly, looking around carefully, lifting the wagon, searching through the logbook. This all has taken a little time, so like the, the sun is definitely going down. Like at a certain point, like you're you got a little sunlight left. Like you still got probably like an hour, maybe. But um, while they were doing all that, can I say that like I was like attempting to scavenge um either some like berries or just do like the simple like survival mm-hmm. stuff sure um and you passed your survival check before yeah, yeah sure so again we'll, we'll roll it over because that was your roll check and um looking around um you find a handful of things that you think that are probably edible they look like you know some kind of legume or nut of something uh like oh this you can nibble on one or two you don't immediately get sick from it a little bitter but probably can can roll over so you feel comfortable using it can i find some uh clean clothing if possible off of someone who's dead no it doesn't really look like there's anything clean here anymore uh i mean there's cleaner than her like probably non-bloody there's nothing here that's probably non-bloody because every pretty much every one of these corpses has either been horribly mangled from the fall or whatever was gnawing on these uh certainly certainly did a number on them so you're not going to find any bloodless clothing never mind okay there is a stream. You can do laundry if you like it. One of us is going to have to carry her up. How big is she? 
Uh, she, I mean, she's a medium creature. Uh, you would probably put her somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 130, you know, maybe 120, something like that in terms of poundage. She's about my size. I'm not sure if I can carry up someone the same size as me. She's about half my size. Okay, yeah. Okay, corpulent buddy. <laughs> but like, not in the good way. You just love being corpulent. <laughs> not in the good way, half size, you know. All right, I'll try it. Are we heading up or down? Uh, you're 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 almost at the precipice, and so of like the as high as you're that this path is going to take you, and you're very quickly, very soon after this, you're you're likely going to be starting to go down, like kind of on a decline, because um, Edgar Edgar Key is is a little bit lower level than this on the coast in the northwest coast, so you you know that the, at a certain point, like you're going to be able to slope down a bit as well. I will attempt to start taking her up. Okay. So, uh, if you're doing so, that uh, you're gonna roll another athletics check for me. Except this one's gonna be harder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. since you're since you're trying to to carry somebody up, so the original athletics check going down is just it was standard. This time it's actually gonna be hard. So it's gonna be a hard check. Uh, hard check is minus twenty. Okay. So it's challenging, hard, then arduous. Can I? try I, after he starts going up follow after him to see if he were to happen like drop her you're just or like fall. ready there with like a ready with a coordination to catch her if she falls yes or him on the positive side <laughs> okay we get another fortune point oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> on the negative side okay i may have critically failed what do you mean may have would you roll 77 uh that's that's definitely a critical fail. there's no may about that lucky okay well depending on how you look at it, it could just be two l's okay so <laughs> As he's climbing up, for a little while, it actually looks pretty good. You're like, oh, yeah, he looks it's like he's going to make it. Like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. But then as he, he reaches further up, he uh, you know he's about maybe 10 feet, 12 feet, 13 feet. And then he just slips and kind of slides down, uh, landing with a thud on the ground. Uh, you're going to take, hang on, I love rolling physical peril. Uh, you're going to take 14 points of physical peril. Howie. As you slam down to the ground and the woman goes sprawling, she's also going to take that. Okay, got it. Let me go ahead and record that for her. So I couldn't try and catch her or anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and roll a coordination test to see if you can at least help her. Your specialty. So just uh, just make it, we'll make it challenging. Okay. It's not the easiest thing to catch a person. Uh, so my agility is 44 and I rolled a 35 so I failed by one I think because challenging is challenging 10? is 10 yeah so yeah. I failed by one uh, okay so you can use a fortune point I can yeah do oh, it there's three more in there after the, that last one yeah we'll uh I'll yeah, just remember that I give you one or do you want I, me to I, I would like it in my bowl <laughs> okay I like it in my bowl so there's I'm two gonna do left. some awful things to you all in a minute when the abominable snowman comes down and attacks look out I rolled a 27, so I succeed. Ooh, and so this, yeah, so as she falls, uh, and as your friend falls there, uh, you, you're like, yeah, Brenda looks fine. And there ain't no way I'm catching that anyway. Uh, but yeah, you managed to much, very heroic, like, grab her in your arms, like, just perfectly, her head on the left side. Her, what like, that underneath, like, like, kind of the crook of her knees underneath, you kind of catch her on the other, and she, and she falls. And as you catch her, like, her eyes open up for a minute, and you see her look at you. And she just immediately crashes back out. She's definitely in need of some rest. Um, what are the rest? So all of you, I would say with the exception of Emma Lee, the two, I would say 
Bear and Jovi and Zofia, if you're if you're up on the ridge like watching all this happen, you would have just seen him fall, right? It's getting darker. Sunsets almost come, so it's a little so it's it's starting to get a little dangerous trying to climb as, as the the day is is running. And plus, you're in between you know mountains and stuff like that, so the the light is a little bit tricky as things are getting blocked. What are you looking to do? I guess uh, I'll try and climb up with her. Okay. Okay. So um, go ahead and roll an athletics check. It's hard, which is negative 20. So I have a 22% chance to do this. Can I help him at all? Yeah, if you want to assist. Okay. You can always assist. You have have a skill point in athletics, right? So I yell down to him. You guys find one that's I have the ignore one skill point. Does it still count? Uh, That's a great question. (laughs) <laughs> let's, uh, let's put that down on the list of things we should look up later. Uh, but technically, you have a skill point, so sure. Yeah. He's doing the rolling, so you're just giving him the die. So I think that makes sense. So just give him your, your 10 Here's time. my die. So Use it wisely. Yeah. The cool the cool thing about like flip about doing the assist stuff is like increases your chances to get successes, but it also slightly increases your chances for critical fails, which is kind of cool, too. Okay. okay, here we go. Big money. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought I thought for a second I rolled two 90s, but I did not roll two 90s. I rolled a 90 and a 60. So I guess I'm going to use another fortune point to re-roll a one set of die. Oh my gosh, look at... I just have all of them. And we still have three more. <laughs> yeah. uh, this time I rolled a one. Okay, that's a critical success, actually. Yeah. So as long for yeah. you, that's a good thing I was rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, you do manage to uh, climb up. Um, this time, you have her kind of thrown over the back of of your shoulders uh, of your shoulder, and like I would say, probably pushed up the butt cheek. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were pushing up the butt. So you're underneath him, just there, just in case, kind of help pushing, pushing, pushing him up. Um, Meanwhile, at the top, Zofia is going to ask Bear, "Do you think we could try to?" Kind of hang down just a little bit so that we can support them up the last little stretch of the way. Uh, yeah, we could probably manage to grab whoever they found down there off their backs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you're climbing up and you're about ready to that kind of middle ridge, I would say you hear something kind of tumbling down one of the ridge lines behind you, like this these little rocks you look up the last second you see kind of a shadow just dart and it's it's hard to see at this point so it's where it does you see the shadow just sort of dart out of nowhere and then those of you that were towards the bottom so we're talking about bruno we're talking about erwin who are in the process of climbing back up with this this injured woman you hear something from below and we look back you see a cat with these kind of big old golden eyes It's not a kitten. Oh. It's like a, you know, like a mountain cat. Like, I'm about to kill you with it type cat. And you see it slowly, like, kind of encircling the area as if, you know, it's been feeding on these creatures. Then a second one pops up uh, from the same general area. And then as, as you go to reach up to that middle ridge, it's then that you see, like, standing behind Zofia, like, has it has been sneaking slowly up because uh, it's... It's just right there behind you. You see standing behind her like this other cat. And you guys look around. You see there's like these four cats just surrounding you. 
Hey everybody, it's Jeff again. Just want to say a big thank you for sticking through episode three of the Ventures and Lollygagging podcast. We're planning to release a new episode every single Monday, so check back really quickly. Uh, if you're using Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you might want to find us, if you have the ability to subscribe, if you have the ability to drop a like or a review of some kind, please, please, please think about doing so. We would be ever so grateful. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, if there's something you think we should be doing or shouldn't be doing, uh, find us online at thelollygaggers.com. You can catch me on Twitter at lollygaggerco, L-L-L-Y-G-A-G-G-E-R-C-O. And that's it for tonight. Uh, stay tuned for another little coda, little tidbit about the world. Thanks for listening, everybody. Coda on the duty and function of the Wardens of the Rhine. The Wardens of the Rhine serve as the primary law enforcement and civil protection service for the Rhine monarchy. Not directly part of any military organization, wardens take on numerous civil roles, from jailers to watchmen, serving the will of the Grand Monarch and enforcing their policies. As an organization, the wardens have existed for hundreds of years, evolving as the Rhine expands into new territories. While the wardens are ubiquitous throughout the Rhine, recruitment and training of prospective candidates is primarily handled through local officials. And while wardens can often be reassigned to villages and outposts beyond their site of origin, it is more common for wardens to remain stationed in their home city or settlement. Individuals with military experience frequently convert that experience into a career within the wardens of the Rhine. Still, enforcement of civil law differs greatly from the Rhine's campaigns against the savages of the Evermores, mutants, and the unsettled stem, and the fractured peoples of the Dominion to the east. Because of this, veterans of the Rhine's most brutal wars often have difficulty acclimating to the role of a warden, finding themselves on the wrong end of censure or dismissal. Socially, wardens come from middle and lower class society, with some rare exceptions. While lowborn can never ascend to the highest ranks, the revered blood wardens, there is nonetheless room for upward mobility. Particularly goal-oriented lowborn could attain an officer rank or take on a specialized profession like reeve or investigator. Wardens often recruit from local lowborn communities intentionally, hoping that representation might quell unrest and ease enforcement. Wardens from wealthier, more respected stock can expect easier ascension in the ranks. Those who have also shown exceptional martial prowess and devotion to the Rhine and the Grand Monarch might be selected to serve as Blood Warden to members of Blood, the Rhine's ruling class. Blood Wardens necessitate additional scrutiny and refinement, their selection, assignment, and re-education handled by specialty groups within the Hall of Dynastic Records. This additional scrutiny ensures the candidate's familial bloodline is loyal and compatible. Most Wardens live within their communities in their own apartments or houses, but in certain circumstances, such as new settlements, frontier outposts, and larger cities in need of a high warden population, barracks are often established to ensure wardens are properly fed, housed, and trained. Wardens of the Rhine are easily recognizable by their brown-red leather armor and overlapping tabard, featuring the flowing, geometric rose emblematic of the Rhine monarchy. Most wardens are assigned some combination of blackjack, mortuary sword, dirk, wooden shield, and light crossbow. High-ranking officers are sometimes outfitted with gunpowder weaponry depending on the station's access to saltpeter mining. 
Blood Wardens wear mail of interlocking rings and are allowed their choice of castle-forged weaponry, displaying on pommel or engraved on the weapon's body the bloom of the Rhine's rose. When formally attired, Blood Wardens wear a similar tabard as regular Wardens, but the Grand Monarch's gold and silver masked face appears as sigil instead. Often, members of the Blood prefer to travel in a less conspicuous manner, and in such situations, their assigned Blood Wardens instead don military jackets in lieu of formal tabards. Upon agreeing to become a Warden of the Rhine, individuals must formally take an oath, swearing before their approved deity that they will enforce the will of the Grand Monarch, defend the blood of their land, and protect all citizens of the Rhine from threats both foreign and domestic. <laughs> 